No Rider on fans, welcome to season two. We are back. We're rested. We're off the bikes. And uh, we are ready to get right into, I don't know, what do we got going on, Harley? I don't know. I know I'm not rested because, like, I got my ass kicked at E3 this morning by one of your coaches. So um, it I'm, is, I'm a little tired. It is true, man. The, uh, the, the good side, bad side of ending a race season and starting into the next batch is it always starts off with hard work. And so uh, over the next few episodes, we're going to talk about what is it like to look at 2020 when you're still in 2019? What type of training? What type of programming? What things do you need to grow from? But let's put that down. Let's put yeah. that, let's table it. We need to do that. I need a break. I need yeah. a break from training. Let's just, let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. You down to have some fun? I'm all the way down. I came up with the concept for this this episode a handful of months ago and have been chomping at the bit. Um, and the training and racing schedule just didn't allow for it. But now that we're in between, effectively in between seasons, you know, we have we can call this the beginning of season two. Um, I think this is a great time to do it and have a good time. All right. So let me give uh, let me give you guys listening a background here. So there's this group of people, right? <laughs> and they have a name. What's their name? Uh, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. But the public name that they go oh, by. Uh, they go by the Voluminati. The Voluminati. So the Voluminati, a spinoff of the Illuminati, are cycling, let's just call them gods for now, even though they really aren't. Yeah. But they're cycling gods in their own, in their own minds. Very opinionated cycling gods. Totally. And they have put together a series of rules. I think it's 95 of them. Okay. And these rules are going to tell us what we can and cannot do with the bike. Yeah. With riding a bike, with racing a bike, with being a part of a bike. How to look on a bike. It's a lot of etiquette stuff. It's a lot of um, like cultural stuff within like the, it's more definitely more road cycling oriented, but a lot of it translates, I think. Yeah. And it's, you know, cycling has been around for a long time. I mean, they've yeah. been racing grand tours for a long time. Yeah. hundred well, some years. Yeah. hundred some years. Right. So, a lot of stuff is rooted deeply in tradition. Yeah. And, and there's almost a, you're kind of like a crass boob if you don't fall in step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to me, the rules, um, while there's out of almost a hundred of them, um, there's some that I, I hold near and dear and there's some that I'm just kind of like, kind of take or leave. And there's some that I out and out think are stupid. Um, but I do think they're a great guide for everybody um, just to help people from showing up and looking like a Fred. And I'm sorry, Fred, but that's just what <laughs> that's cyclists. That's like your parents named <laughs> yeah, you that. That's, that's, not that, that's my, on them. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, in the cycling world, a Fred is a gaper. But we don't have really have gapers in the cycling world. So it's a Fred. Um, right. And, and these guys would would be well benefited by reading the rules mm -hmm. and, and shoring up things a little bit. Yeah, there's there's definitely some nuggets in there. Um, so the concept for this episode, um, and it was one of those late night, I texted Justin, you know, relatively convinced that he was already in bed. Uh, shockingly, he was not. Um, the concept was um, each of us would pick two rules that we agreed with, two rules that we disagreed with, and then we would come up um, with two rules um, that we made up on our own. There are our rules that were maybe not represented or lacking in, uh, in the Voluminati's rules. Right. And, and I actually texted you earlier today. I said, did we say two or three? And you're like, ah, just do a couple. Just do a couple. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. Like as I was going through them and making my notes, I'm, it's occurring to me that we almost need to just go through all of them and be like, yeah. <laughs> so 95 rules later. So yeah. To, to help us out, if you're listening, at some point, get the Voluminati rules. You can get them online. You can buy their book, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Get it as a resource um, because they are awesome. But we're going to kick this off, and what we're going to do is we're going to start with the rules that we agree with. Then we're going to go into rules that we disagree with, and then we're going to finish those that we add, and we're going to ping pong and play off one another yeah. a little bit on this. So um, I think we need to start with rule number five. Rule number five. Like, one, it's one rule to rule yeah. them all. So you know, like <laughs> throughout throughout the rules, there's going to be a bunch of descriptions about why the rule applies or how it applies, and they oftentimes reference just go back to rule number five. Mm -hmm. You know, you read something, just go back to rule number five. Yeah. So without 
further ado, rule number five is... Harden the fuck up. There it is. And that's... I didn't add any words there. That is exactly what the rule is on the website. So, um, HTFU. When <laughs> yeah. it comes to riding a bike, it's simply that. Rule number five, harden the fuck up. Yeah. There is no explanation to that rule. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it's, it's your fallback. It's when things go out of control, unplanned, a day gets hard, anything gets hard, your fallback is rule five. Always. Every time. Every time. So, with that out of the way. <laughs> so, and so... We're going to dance around that, but just realize if you don't want to go and either buy the book or hop on the website, just do rule number five across the board, whether you ride on the road, gravel, mountain bike, it doesn't matter. In a race, out of the race, rule number five, sink your teeth into it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, rules we agree with, hit me with one. So my first one, so again, you know, I'm going through all these rules and it's hard to just pick two out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, but so what I did is there was three that were really calling to me, but they all kind of have the same sentiment. So, uh, for me, the first one is rule 16, uh, which is respect the Jersey championship and race leader jerseys must only be worn if you've won the championship or led the race. Uh, rule 17 team kit is for team members only. Um, and rule seven is tan lines should be cultivated and kept razor sharp. And the reason that the tan lines falls into this like clothing thing for me is I hate short no seam socks and sleeveless jerseys. Like you're a cyclist, embrace ridiculous tan lines even if you wear flip flops and, and tank tops. Like, um, so uh, yeah, the the championship jersey like rainbow stripes are for people who are world champs. Full stop. Yellow jerseys <laughs> are for people who have won the tour. Full stop. Um, and same thing with team kits. It's not the same as following your favorite sports team. Like, I'll happily wear a Saints jersey, but I would never in a million years go get a Nino shirt or replica kit and, and ride it. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, to me, it's not to be done. Um, and same thing, again, following into this, like, this clothing thing. Um, you know, just let the tan lines be the tan lines. Embrace, embrace it. Like you're a cyclist. If you identify as a cyclist and you have enough clothing to like warrant having tan lines, then just live in it. So I like, <laughs> you're using the term tan lines and that's, that's fair. But I even call them like in the gym, I'll call it that as well. But to me, they're, they're privileged lines. So like, <laughs> Hey, this is my privilege line. Like I have the ability to go out in the sun right. and cultivate this tan line yeah. on a bike. That's privileged AF, you know? Mm -hmm. so, right. so I love my tan line for so, that reason. So it's three rules, but, you know, to me, they're, they're all in the same sentiment. So uh, I have a, a uh, <laughs> this is, so this is how friends talk to each other. Um, you pick a, a, a third party uh, deal and you use that as like the excuse. So Harley's rule, he says, you know, respect the jersey. You can only wear championship jersey or world champion jersey if if you are in fact one and i happen to have a bmc world championship jersey a three-quarter length mountain bike jersey it was gifted to me from a buddy who worked for pearl azumi and i have worn it um and i was then very quickly told <laughs> by both harley and colin that <laughs> i can't wear the jersey because you're not a world champion. And I got clowned pretty hard. In the shop. But then the follow-up was hilarious. Because didn't you get clowned yes. by somebody you didn't no, know? I didn't get clowned. So <laughs> Abby and I are up in the mountains for... And we were up there for a bike race. And it was a bike race that drew a really big crowd. Um, unfortunately, the bike race I was a part of was not the other bike race that was happening. And that was the USA pro cycling tour was <laughs> happening up in around Copper Mountain at the time. And I was in a grocery store up there and there's four like South American dudes following me around the grocery store. And I like ducked around the corner to grab peanut butter or something. And they asked Abby who I was and she tells them, <laughs> and then they're all like smitten thinking I'm some world champion. <laughs> and, and at that point I was like, I can't ever, she tells me what happens after we leave the store. And I'm like, I can't ever wear this. Again, like I, Harley and Colin were right. Yeah. And then I freaking went to Crested Butte for the Fat Bike World Championships, which mm -hmm. is a not a world championship event. Yeah, it's not a UCI sanction. And I was sick, so I dropped down to the 
like half course event <laughs> and I won because the only people doing it are beginners. Right. And so I smashed them, but now I feel I can wear okay. my world championship I can, stripes. I, I can live with that. But I do feel like a dork for doing it. So, <laughs> so that's my first one. I like it. You kind of had all three of them locked in. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, all? I have another one. Okay. I just like those three fit right there for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me go with the ones I agree with briefly. Okay. You want to do all yours or you want to go? You want to go back and forth? Yeah. All right, cool. So the first one for me, rule number 32, humps are for camels, no hydration packs. Fuck yeah. Period. I, like period dot end of story. That's bottles. it. Humps are for camels, no hydration packs. And I'm going to even double down and say, that's cute. You have a fanny pack and another super <laughs> hip, but I'm out on that also. Uh, if you are, if you are properly doing a ride, you can get the whole job done with your two water bottles on your bike or one on your bike and one in your jersey. Like, you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got swap bibs. you got ways to carry your gear. You don't need the camelback. And I say this because I ride a bike, and we'll get into some of my other rules that verify this. I ride a bike for one reason, and it's to be excellent, mm-hmm. right? You don't need to stash 50 things in the camelback. Can we – or is there any allowance um, for an unsupported – backcountry type scenario. Right. And I knew, I felt like this was going to come. Um, for me, just as you're full stop on the championship jersey, yeah. I'm full stop. You will not see me with a hydration pack. Okay. Period. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to get away around it. I may put a bag on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but not on you. I, but not on my shoulders. And okay. the reason is I learned so much about myself when I got rid of the hydration pack and I had to become smarter about riding. So... Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with it. I, I definitely don't think there is any scenario where if you're riding a bike with drop handlebars and skinny tires that you should have a camel back on. There's oh. no reason for it. Close your eyes and turn left on Broadway. <clears throat> That's you. <laughs> um, and mountain biking, I, I, I've, I've, I've gotten there myself. I have, I could, I, I own a really nice camel bag. Yeah, me Not, too. Yeah. I do as well. And, um, uh, it sits. Yeah, I use it for hiking. Yeah, because I have to I have to carry snacks. Hiking, backcountry skiing. Yeah, um, um, but but I mean, we did a four hour ride the other day. Um, no pack uh, needed. No pack needed. Two bottles. Yeah, and and then a Nalgene before we started. Yeah, there's but, even rules in here about that. About yeah. they say you can't even eat food in a ride under four hours. That's stupid. All right, next rule <laughs> for you that you agree with. The next rule for me that I agree with was. You're going to love this one. Rule 95. It's the last one. Oh, okay. I'm going to let you get there so you can laugh before I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is... A, I learned this about you years ago. Uh, rule 95. Never lift your bike over your head. Under no circumstances is it acceptable to raise one's machine above your head. The only exception is when placing it onto a car's roof rack. <laughs> you hate the Instagram, Facebook photo... Of the person holding the bike above that. I, it, it makes me nuts. Um, it even makes me nuts. Like, uh, again, to reference uh, Nino Schurter, um, he won like his eighth world championship this year. Uh, Nino Schurter is the best cross country racer, mountain bike racer that's existed in a long time, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, but yeah, he just won his like eighth world title and he held his bike up after he crossed the finish line. And I was even a little suspect of him. <laughs> disappointed in the world's fastest cross country like, like you don't fit in my rules yeah um and so i yeah, think that's okay you just don't do it um you know you're not if you are literally the first person to have summited a hill i might give you a little like grant a little quarter there but thousands of people have done it before you the achievement is taking the picture at the top don't look like an asshole with your bike above your head all right so i <laughs> so i've never ridden a bike before we, you just got you just got Emily, one of our coaches here at E3, hooked up with a demo bike um, on a road bike. She's going to go do a road ride to Maroon Bells. Mm-hmm. The leaves are changing right now. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. She's going to have a great time. She's going to get there, and she's going to be like, I can't believe I did this. Take my picture. And if she raises the bike above her head. I, I'm, I'm mad. I, will, I'll be legit. I won't sell her the bike. <laughs> Better <laughs> not going not going to sell her. It's a, it's a double fee on the rental because yeah. you had it for two days. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know why it bothers me. Um, I don't know. Nobody looks good with a bike above their head. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, 
I'm thinking of several people I've seen post that picture. I'm sorry. Just like, in the I've, last two weeks. I've got customers that I value as, as humans, as friends, as customers, obviously, that do it. And I'm just like, yeah, like it, it, it's a little cringeworthy for me. So I'm sorry, but it's, it's just a pet peeve. That's all it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, all right. Next rule I gr- agree with. Rule number 70. The purpose of competing is to win. Now, this one's going to get a little saucy. So, rule number 70, the purpose of competing is to win. End of. Any reference to not achieving this should be referred immediately to rule number five. So. As previously stated. There is, and I talk about this a lot in the gym when I'm, when I'm working with people, but there is something to be said for signing up and completing an event, and mm-hmm. it challenged you to be better. But you should be competing. Period. Like just showing up and being like, I did the thing is super cute when you're talking about like stuffing lunch bags for homeless people. But if you're at a bike race, all right, you are there to compete. And now you may not be competing necessarily with the people around you, but you are most definitely competing with the sheep version of yourself that is saying like, man, just, just finish it. Today is good enough. No, like you're there to compete, push yourself all the way to your limit. Like I love the fact that they made a point to make this a rule. The yeah. purpose of competing is to win. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you any pushback on this one. Good. Uh, but it, I think it comes on the heels of a, cha- a shift in my mentality about racing and riding. Which is going to be a big bulk of 2020 for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was talking to um, one of my customers. Incidentally, like we're both playing like an hour of hooky to, we to come do this. This is a, this is a <laughs> middle of the day podcast recording inside of E3. So 30 minutes ago, I was talking to a customer <laughs> and he was like, oh, you raced your da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, like realistically where I've been, I've been racing against me. It's the me versus me. Um, and, you know, even we did the Golden Giddy Up two weeks ago and that was a big me versus me race. Which I, you had a huge victory against yeah. your old you. Yeah, which massive. Was cool. um, so... Um, when we get into the, the 2020 outlines, we'll, we'll cover more, but yeah, I'm all on board. No pushback. Zero, Hell yes. zero pushback. Good. <laughs> Just to let you guys know that was a dice roll, hard <laughs> dice roll. Could have got really emotional and confrontational on the episode. Yeah, no, I mean, and I guess there are people, people who are just, I don't think you do any of the events that we do. If, even if you're not competing against yourself, you know, you do Leadville getting a sub 12 or even finishing it like you're working against a different version of yourself. So I think everybody can get on board with that. I think so too. I mean, yeah. So um, moving right along. That was, uh, that was kind of fast. Um, so I got one more that I agree with. Okay. Yeah. That, throw it in. <clears throat> so I got to throw it in there. Rule number 87. The ride starts on time. No exceptions. The upside of always leaving on time is considerable. Others will be late exactly once. You signal that the sanctity of this ride, like all rides, is not something with which you should muck about. You demonstrate with words, not with words, but with actions, your commitment. As a bonus, you make more time for post-ride espresso. On time, of course, is taking a mint at V past the hour or half hour. So, (laughs) the ride starts on time. No exception. That rule, for me anyway... um, I'm a, I'm a lone wolf on most of my rides mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't really like to work on other people's timetable. Like you said, we're in the middle of the day recording a podcast. Like we fit it in. Mm-hmm. And so five or 10 minutes late is an, it, that's a mile less of a ride. It's a big deal um, you know? with a rate, with a ride. And you know, there are going to be people who, who listen to this and I'm not, I agree with it. But I, I don't always live by it. I'm but the I same. Yeah. Like, I don't always I, like, I do too. There are days where I'm just like, you know, it's, it's a chill day and the whole purpose of the day is to not be beholden to a schedule. So, um, if it's a group of people, if it's a, like, I've got a big group ride I got to do on Sunday there, the start time is 9am. I bet there's 20 people coming on this group ride. There's no way we're starting at 9am. But how bad does that suck? Well, it sucks because, so not for nothing, you are covering for me at my business <laughs> uh, to help Eric out so I can go do this ride because it benefits the business. And, you know, basically I'm going to be in a mad dash to try to get back to the shop to try to help, you know, to, to be at 
So the, 20 minutes late of a start yeah. is another 20 minutes stretch on the backside. Yeah, on an already hour away ride. So, right. yeah, respect the time. I, I guess it's, it's dependent on the audience. I will tell you this. If you are scheduling to do a ride with me, if we are riding together, um, I'm not, so there's a, there's a few groups in town that meet up for set rides every, mm -hmm. every day of the week at the exact same time. And they leave at that time. If you're, yeah. not there, if you're not there, catch up, right? Or ride by yourself. But when you're hitting up your buddies and you're like, Hey, let's go do a group ride together. And there's five of you. And there's one guy that's like still kind of getting ready. But if I've been sitting on my top tube for the last 12 minutes, readjusting my gloves for the 15th time, the only thing I'm doing in my head is like walking myself off the edge of imploding our friendship. Right. But I'm not the one that did it wrong. Like yeah. I'm sitting here ready to go. Yeah. But I'll tell you that for me is the hardest part of riding with somebody else is you're sitting there and you're like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? Like I've been waiting. Like now my food's messed up. Have you been in that position oh, before? Oh yeah, where like like your food timing's jacked. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So respect the ride. Be on time. Yep. If you're gonna ride with somebody else. Um. So despite all the wisdom that the Velominati has, um they have some kind of stupid shit too. Like there's just some that just aren't relevant, right? They're, right. they're not relevant or they're pretentious for the sake of being pretentious. If there's, it, I, I am happy to adhere to a rule if there is a sound reason behind it. Um, I feel the same way about speed limits, by the way. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, but there's just some rules that are dumb. Um, right. And then not for nothing, there's some rules that are a little outdated. Like they need to do a little refresh. Yeah, and I, as I looked at that, I was thinking some of these, I was like, how long ago were these written? But They've been around for a hot minute. Right, so, all right, rules you disagree with. The first one um, that I don't like is rule 14. Shorts should be black. Team issue shorts should be black, with the possible exception of side panels, which may match the rest of the team kit. So I don't think shorts should unilaterally be black. I think they should match the kit. Right. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. Um, just a plain black shirt or, or a pair of shorts with any colorful jersey, all the way out on that. Like um, we buy cycling kits in, and and again, I'm kind of referencing more road stuff. Mountain bike rules are a little bit more fluid. Um, I think more importantly, like when you buy cycling attire, like just buy it in a top and a bottom, yeah. so that. It, it all goes together. And if that kit warrants a black pair of shorts, like, yeah, go for it. But it's, it's stupid. Like, no, I, I know. And they, and they even doubled down with rule 15, the follow-up rule, which says, it says black shorts should also be worn with the leader's jerseys. Yeah. And you can't match it up. And they yeah. even write in there, uh, don't overmatch your kit or accept that you'll look like a douche. Well, so hold on. And this is where the list or the rules show some age. Because for a long time... Um, basically until Lance Armstrong started doing like the alt, like when he would move into the leader's Jersey in the tour, um, that was, that was it. But now it's a totally like if you move into a leader's Jersey within a grand tour, um, and again, this is very road centric, um, but like your bike is that color, your full kit, your helmet, your gloves, like, so that is totally outdated. Yeah. So people give matching a hard time. And I'm like, dude, it matches because it looks the best. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you intentionally not matching is more douchey than you intentionally matching because you're going out of your way to look like you're not going out of your way. Yeah. So I agree with you. I have a, I have a state champion jersey that I would love to wear, but I don't have bibs that are like blue or yellow or red right. that match it. So it just sits in my closet because it has to match. Yeah. I feel like the cleaner you look on the bike, the faster you perform. Yeah, it's a you look good, you feel good kind Total. of thing. All right, first one I disagree with. We're kind of on the same page here. <laughs> Rule number 24, speeds and distances shall be referred to and measured in kilometers. Look at my last rule. <laughs> <laughs> same page. Yeah. Dude, that's bullshit. First off, I'm American, yeah. okay? And every time somebody speaks in kilometers to me yeah. and you make me do math, yeah. I'm like, dude, I hate you. I can't right? do like, it. You pretentious prick. Yeah. You want me to do math now because you're like more refined than I am? Yeah, I, I can't it's do... It's miles, dude. Yeah, we're... and So within the bike trade, it is a lot of newton meters and millimeters and that sort of thing. And I can live with those because I work with them every day. Um, but yeah, this kilometers per hour and 
and all that stuff. I'm, I'm all the way out on. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I, I'm trying to think it. And honestly, I'm just going to be, I'm not a boob. I really am not. I find myself to be a learned man. Yeah. And yet, when somebody says kilometers, I'm thinking of what my speedometer looks like to try to I'm make like trying the, to like scale yeah. it. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, it's 55 kilometers. So it's like okay. And right now, I can't even do the math. Yeah. Well, and then uh, you know, there's I I get into so we when we did Old Man Winter, they do it in a 50k or 100k. Right. Metric century. Yeah, it's a metric century, which is fine. Um, so then I find myself like trying to do all sorts of weird math. Like, okay, well, if hundred K is like 64 miles, 63 miles, like, you know, like I've started doing right. like reverse engineering, yeah. the one benchmark that I have, which is dumb. Yeah. Um, so whatever, fuck you and your metric system. Yeah, dude, kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's European doesn't mean it's better. No. Okay. No. If it was so much better, why did you guys call us every time there was a big war? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> every time. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. I'm glad I had a backup. I did. I did pick a, a backup one. All right. Um, rule number twenty-nine uh, that I disagree with: no European posterior man satchels. Saddlebags have no place on a road bike. They're only acceptable on mountain bikes in extreme cases. And so, what they're talking about is that little, nice, neat little bundle underneath your seat that has your tube and your CO2 and your tire lever, and that's probably it. Right. And I get why they kind of needed to make this a rule um, because people abuse it. People will get beautiful bikes and they'll put the equivalent of the biggest fanny pack you've ever seen on their bike. Uh, Swinging left to right. Yeah. Horribly um, retained. I hate riding with shit in my pockets apart from phone ID, a $20 bill and some food. Like, I, I, So the concept for me of riding with a full flat repair kit in my Jersey is just not happening. Like I know a lot of guys do it. Eric at the shop, it, he does it. Um, but I think as long as it's tidy, you can do an under the seat bag or tool wrap. Cause those are again, showing its age. Um, they've made them, they've made back country nice. research straps. There's a, there's a handful of companies out right. there that are doing nice tidy versions. So I think as long as it's tidy and it looks good, it's okay, and that makes this rule dumb, and I disagree with it. Yep, I uh, I can I can agree with you. That can be done the right way. Now, um, a neighbor <laughs> of mine, he's an Ironman guy, super roadie, loves it. He doesn't have anything on his on his seat at all, and he saw my tidy little pack. I think I had a like a Burzman pack or something mm -hmm. like that. Super tidy, clean. Mentioned that he doesn't, so I took mine off and and bundled my stuff up and put it in a jersey. And I did look, it does make the bike look better. It, like, yeah. No bag makes, it definitely looks better. Oh, it looks clean. But It looks pro because the pros don't ride with that pro. shit. But the pros also don't have to fix a tire. Yeah, the pros it, have like, a car yeah. with a new bike on it when they <laughs> right. get a flat. Right, so it's just a little unrealistic. Yeah, so, so for us mere mortals, I think that rule, um, I think that rule goes out the window. Okay, how about this one? <clears throat> rule number 37. The arms of the eyewear shall always be placed over the helmet straps. Dude. So, yes. I, I disagree with this rule. I, it's hard. I agree with it when the helmet allows for it. Let me give you a little story. <laughs> so, I didn't own, I haven't owned a road, I did not own a road bike for many years. As a matter of fact, um, I, I used to make the significant portion of my income working with different sports companies for uh, their catalogs and online imagery and stuff like that. And so I would be booked on these jobs, Colorado Cyclist being a huge client that I worked with all the time. And I had no idea, I knew nothing about road bikes, but I had the frame to mm -hmm. look right on the bike. So I do these shoots and they would always come over and readjust the eyewear to be over the straps because yep. it looks right, okay? Yep. So I just thought, I was like, that must be the way that you have to do it, whatever. So when I finally did get more heavily into bike riding um, and I tried to do that, it only took me scratching the shit out of my lenses four times when I would take my helmet off for a brief break and my sunglasses go flying off my face for me to learn my lesson and say, I get that it looks better, but I have blasted through lenses by simply taking my <laughs> helmet off and forgetting that yeah. it's like trapped by the strap. So the reason that I don't like this rule is just because it's cost me money. Right. I'm going to push back. I think, 
I, I fully support Rule 34. Was that what it what it was? No, it's 37. Rule 37. I'm all on board on Rule 37. Well, and the, but it's hard now. So road bike helmet, like helmets, again, showing its age. Helmets have changed. Mountain bike helmets, like I own two helmets that I don't wear because it's a larger shell, larger profile, more protection. The strap's further away from my head. I can't. It's more of a pain in the ass to get it around. You just can't. Like it, it it won't. It won't work. Like it pulls the straps in weird, and then it looks even worse. So like, I support that rule to the point where I have spent money on product that I won't use because the straps don't look right with my sunglasses. I think that the person who wrote that rule (laughs) can fuck off. (laughs) Uh, Well, we knew we weren't going to agree with each other across the board. uh, Listen, it's just I, I talked to my neighbor about this too. Different guy. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, can't do that one because it, same reason. Yeah. You've never pulled your helmet off, forgotten, and then boom, sent your glasses. No, I know whatever. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, okay. I mean, just as um, so, I think now we can get in. So there's some. Oh, I got one more. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. You said I said three, no, two. No, then it was go three, for it. And then two. Yeah, so uh, one more I disagree with. Okay. Okay. And this this one could spark a little a little controversy. So, rule number eighty six is do not half wheel. <clears throat> do not half wheel. So I'll read the whole rule because it's here. Don't half wheel. Never half wheel your riding partners. It's terrible form. It is always the other guy who sets the pace. Unless, of course, you are on the rivet, in which case it's an excellent intimidation technique. So what they're saying is you and your buddy are riding and you're in a, in a line with one another. One's in front, one's behind. Don't scoot to the side and be like halfway up his ass on yeah. the side. Um, I, I, um, I support that rule hundred percent, um, for a lot of reasons, um, in there's a safety reason you're responsible for your own front wheel and, um, half wheeling is a good way to get crashed out in any riding situation. Um, two, it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> like, like I love Colin the pieces, but somehow for as big as he is, he's quiet as hell. I don't know if it like, but creepy. He's always just like off my left shoulder, (laughs) like on road. If if I'm leading the ride, he's always, it's like, he's just hovering like six inches behind my, my head. So here's why I half wheel people at times. Cause I just got done half wheeling Derek Monday and Tuesday or sorry, Sunday, Monday on our ride. And the reason I do it is because if I'm riding behind somebody and their pace is maybe, like, I have it in me, my legs to go faster or stronger, I'll try to pull them, but if I find myself pulling away, you can't gap a rider. That's totally jacked up. Mm-hmm. I'll go back behind them again, but I'll scoot over so that I get the wind resistance also to try to help buffer my speed. Mm-hmm. So kind of where I'm saying, like, I'm telling the other person, hey, man, I'm not sucking your back wheel. I'll take the wind also. So I'm trying to ride side by side, but maybe the the... The terrain path doesn't terrain allow, does allow for it or whatever. It. So I'll do that to just do the equal work effort um, to say, hey, I'm not trying to take the easy way home. Right. Maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. I, uh, the half wheeling is one of those things where um, I've had, I've, I, I've accidentally crashed people out and they wanted to get up my ass about it. And it's like, well, yeah. all right. You well, know, <laughs> I got room to learn then. Yeah. Uh, there is a new product out, by the way. That could get rid of my half-wheeling techniques. Yeah. I just learned about it yesterday, as a matter of fact. Okay. There's a new front hub available. They don't get shipped until in October, I believe. Brand new hub available. This guy out of Australia made it. I can't tell if you're fucking with me right now. I'm not fucking with you. (laughs) Listen, I'm telling you. So I rode with my buddy Amir, who I met down at LaRuda last year. Yeah. Okay? He's telling me about this on the way back. Say you're a stronger rider and you are going on a ride with somebody, but you want it to be a workout also. Okay. So like, I'm going to go on a road ride with Abby. Okay. Right. Abby generates about 160 watts. That isn't even close to a workout for me, right? But I'm doing it with her. It's going to be fun, a husband and wife, mm-hmm. right? There's a hub now where you can, through the app, modulate its reverse wattage on you. Oh, okay. So you can make the That's hub actually kind of neat. Give me like 100 watt resistance. Yeah. So when I'm, we're riding at 160 together, I'm really riding at 260. I'm getting a hell of a workout. But you're doing the same speed. But we're doing the same speed. That's kind of dope. It's super cool. And I started chuckling with him about it because then you can also set with this hub and say, hey, I want to be between 220 and 250 watts for my entire ride. Uh-huh. And it'll modulate throughout the ride. Like to in keep real you, time. In real time to keep you in that zone. 
And I'm like, dude, you kidding me? In the world of these like e-bike pansies, there's a product that actually makes <laughs> riding a bike harder now. Yeah. Oh God. Real quick. Can we talk about the e-bike world champion? Did you get that text I sent dude, you yesterday? You sent that to me. I didn't even have the ability <laughs> to respond. So it was bad enough that there was e-bike world champs. Cause I don't really see what the point is. We're talking about UCI sanctioned, yeah. like the worldwide organization. Yeah. You get the stripes. Always bike. You, you get, get the stripes. Yeah. Um, the people that aren't writing this book. Yeah. I'm not going to go super into that though, but like yesterday I saw that the UCI is working with an indoor training company, uh, which I'm not against indoor training. Um, I've done plenty yeah, of it. Right. I will continue to do plenty right. of it. Uh, there's a company called Zwift um, that it's, it's kind of like the social gamification like you, of, yeah, you training. can ride with other people via the internet and it gives, it just adds a, a dimension to what's ultimately a, can be a pretty boring, uh, training method. Right. Um, and, uh, Zwift's only been out for a couple of years and here we are with the UCI talking about trying to make it an indoor esports Dude. world champ. And I got real mad. I told I texted Rule Justin. Rule number five. <laughs> yeah. Rule t- number five. I texted Justin. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm just done. I'm yeah, done. I'm finished. Just r- rule number five. Um, um, all right. So those were pulling from the 95 established rules of the Voluminati. Um, being that both of us are fairly opinionated, um, I thought it'd be fun for us to come up with our own rules. Things that were not. Things that aren't covered. Covered at all. Um, and, uh, and, and, and share them and right. maybe lose a couple of friends in the process. And some listeners along the way. <laughs> All right. Add a rule. Add a rule. It's going to be bad. I love this. So many people are going to be mad. Harley's rule number one. Don't golf. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I just laughed and got like a weird air bubble in my heart. So, <sighs> um... I have two friends, uh, Clint and my friend Andrew, are high-level golfers. I don't mean them. They golf at a, at a much higher level. They have, Clint can shoot under par. Right. Different scenario. When I say don't golf, it's a philosophy. It's don't do a sport that isn't a sport and call it a sport. <laughs> like, don't. Ooh, pull- so many people are bad. <laughs> um, my rule goes, if you can sit and or drive and or drink adult beverage, it's not a sport. And then, as somebody who plays video games, um, also there's no such thing as esports. <laughs> <laughs> so self-proclaimed, like you do it as a recreation, yeah. not as a sport. Um, if you ain't winning, you ain't doing work. Fair enough. Uh, go for a ride before or after. Don't tell me that you can't go for a ride because golf. And insert whatever your thing is. I, I, I picked on golf because I ride through a golf course a lot and I hate those guys. Um, <laughs> but, you know... I, I, again, with uh, the exception of a handful of guys that I know that, that golf at a, at a top level, at the level that you race bikes at, Fair. um, most of the people that I know golf do it, they like get beers and cigars and you know what I mean? Like, right, right. don't it's tell a, me you can't go for a bike ride right. before it when all you're doing is to go get drunk and have fun. Right. Like go get drunk and have fun. Like whatever. That's, that's your thing. That's how you recreate but don't tell me you can't go do a bike ride because you're going to golf later. Like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, it's not a this or that in the world of They're different things. upper class yuppie yeah. pastimes. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't know what another substitute for golf would be. But just insert an outdoor activity that you do that isn't very strenuous. Don't tell me that you can't do it. Right. I, uh, you brought that up in, on the ride I had done on Monday. It was a 50-mile ride from Buffalo Creek <clears throat> via the Colorado Trail back to Denver. And I rode from home to home. So it was a cool round trip deal. And as we were coming back towards actually base camp, we passed over on golf course. Mm-hmm. And I, I holler back to Derek and I'm like, dude, these guys. And at this point in time, Derek and I had woken up in the woods, uh, surrounded by deer and like changing aspens and mountain bike 50 miles. Like we had this amazing first part of our day. And as we were rolling into Denver, it wasn't even quite yet noon 30. And I said, these guys won't even finish 18 holes of golf. And we've already accomplished this all much. that we've accomplished. Yeah. So I'm all the way on board with don't golf. Yeah. Awesome. Done. <laughs> all right. My first ad rule. Rule number one, 
the most aggressive rider wins the trail. And what I'm talking about is the constant confusion, primarily because of new riders and trail users in general on who yields to who. So you're out on a mountain bike ride, one person's descending, one person's going uphill. The, uh, the, the rule is that uphill always uphill gets, right away. gets right away. Downhill yields. However, I have been in many a scenario where the uphill traffic then will be off the bike and walking. I've been in scenarios where hikers have yielded the trail, but then I go by and then they're mad because I went by fast, but they'd already yielded the trail. I've been in scenarios where there's just confusion because it's not quite downhill and it's not quite uphill. I'm in this like middle ground area. So who yields to who? So my universal new rule, and this, this could cause some problems, especially in Jeffco, the most aggressive rider wins the trail. If two people are coming towards one another on a bike path or on a, on a bike trail, whoever appears to be the one that's like, oh, dude, that motherfucker's getting it, get out of their way. Just get out of the way. Yeah. I, this is super selfish rule all for myself. But I do like when I'm uphill traffic and I can tell somebody's not going to yield, I, I get in their way. Right. So, Oh, you do on purpose. Yeah. Oh, I make them yield the uphill. Yeah. Because you are at that point in time, you can be the more aggressive, you can be more aggressive and be uphill. climbing. Totally. Like I've had people curse me out. I've had people be mad at me. I've had people threaten me with violence. I've had people tell me they were going to wait for me in the parking lot at a trailhead because I didn't yield to them coming down a hill and it's like, well, we can sort it out now or shut up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so this is coming on the heels also of a little incident on the golden giddy up that just really torqued me. I mean, I think it torqued everybody. Um, Ridiculous. So quick, one day a year. Yeah. Quick story. One day a year, you get to the golden giddy up, you pay an entry fee to be able to bomb these front range trails that we ride all the time with the trail closed, uh, supposed to be closed. No but hikers, no equestrians, bikes only. Trail closed and directional. Yep. So you mean to tell me that for a mere $130 entry fee or whatever it was, I can go down Enchanted Forest and Apex and not worry about a hiker, an off-leash dog, an uh, 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 errant bike rider that doesn't know the trail. And I can just bomb. Mm -hmm. So they do a stage race. It's three, two, one, go. Everyone's spaced by 30 seconds. I even ask them to space me longer. I get spaced by a full minute. And, uh, and I tear off and I end up passing, uh, I end up passing eight people on that chunk of trail. Mm -hmm. The seventh person of the eight that I passed yields the trail and I go flying by full tilt boogie. You know, I'm not, I'm racing. So why was would I going up chimney gulch? No, going down enchanted in there the was... apex in the gut. Okay. So I'm going down. This person was part of the race. She okay. was a racer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about this lady. She yields the trail. I don't break because I'm racing. I'm yeah. winning the event. Yeah. So get out of the way. Yep. She comes down and she is motherfucking me more than like anyone has ever screamed at me on a trail. Even when I truly was in the wrong and I was in a downhill race on a downhill segment racing a bike. And she was going downhill as well. As well. You called out for your pass, which if she had watched the racer video, that's protocol. Yeah. Call if it you're going to pass somebody, call for the pass. That person is, you obviously caught them. Yeah. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. And that, that is, those are, that's not like an etiquette thing. Those are legitimately the rules of that race. Totally. If a rider catches you and they call for a pass, you get out of the way, they go by you. So she, I've gets been on both there. sides of that. She gets down there and she is screaming at me and I stay very calm and I'm just simply like, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm racing a bike <laughs> and she goes, you're dangerous and you're out of control. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> like one day a year, one day a year, I'm going to ride this thing on the rivet, like yeah. as hard as I can. So now that was a little bit of a, a diff different deal, but nonetheless, the most aggressive rider wins the trail in my world of rules, because I feel like we just got a little too rule number five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rule I'll, number I'll, five. I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've stayed on that shit for 20 I minutes. Know, if I you know, didn't know, I know. It. no, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, okay. My rule, my second rule. If you can't be fast, look fast. Ooh, I like it. Um, and again, this is a mentality thing. Um, it has almost nothing to do with actually being fast on a bike. Just have your shit together. I'm way less worried about how long it takes someone to get up or down a hill than I am about how long it takes to get out of the parking lot to start the ride. And within the umbrella of this mentality of having your shit together... 
uh, you better have your own flat kit. I'll happily sit in my car for two hours if you get a flat and don't have a tube or an inflator. <laughs> no, Lex. All, all that said, look fast too. Invest in two nice riding kits, take care of them, and look good. So I love this rule because my next two rules talk about similar things. You're talking about personal responsibility. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like nobody – so on the flip side of that, my friend Ryan – I affectionately refer to him as Team Goodwill because that's where he gets his riding kits. He looks, with the exception of a couple of kits, he bought a, a base camp kit. You know, he's bought some, in the recent years, he's bought some stuff. But, like, his kits were always just mashed together, mismatched, saggy elastic. But the guy's fast. Go pair it up, man. Come yeah. on. Like, like, like comb uh, your hair. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I sincerely don't care if you're fast or slow on the trail, if we're just doing a fun ride, just have all your stuff together. Like look, you know, the, the, the looking pro adds to the having your shit together. Um, and, and seriously about the flat kit, you get one shot with me. Oh, dude! <laughs> if you don't have a flat, we, uh, we rode green mountain earlier this year. Um, I was with my friend Andrew and our, our buddy, Brian and, uh, Brian got a flat. I gave him a tube. And I was like, dude, that's your one. If you get another flat between here and the car, like if we were at Green Mountain, I was like, I'll just ride back to the truck. You can walk and I'll sit there in the AC until you get there. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but, um, if you can't be fast, look fast, have some personal responsibility. And I think the, that whole thing ties into it. Um, and for real, like you don't have to have a, a riding kit for every day, but get to take care of them. So Bicycling Magazine, I just got the newest issue yesterday. Uh -huh. This morning I'm eating breakfast number three and I was reading it and it was a, the letter to the editor or the letter from the editor mm -hmm. at the very beginning was written just about that. So <laughs> the guy who got hired back in the 80s for Bicycling Magazine, he, he could afford, he had one kit, like one jersey and bibs because he had never, and they were just shorts, they weren't even bibs. He had mm -hmm. one jersey and shorts. He, and he goes, dude, I was broke. Like, I didn't know how I was paying bills. Like, I was broke. And so he wore the same one over and over again mm -hmm. and just would wash it every single night until they finally caught on to him. And they're like, dude, why do you only have one kit? And he was, like, embarrassed about being broke. Right. So he said, I, I got to wear this jersey until I don't get dropped, until I can keep up with you guys. And he kind of shot himself in the foot because, like, a couple weeks later, he ends up staying and not getting dropped. Right. And he says he goes to the local bike shop and buys a Castelli Jersey that he could not afford. Like he said, I paid for it and I wasn't able to pay my bills that month. I don't know what I did. And right. he was just reminiscing, you know, yeah, yeah. but it is that like have one, even if it's just one. Yeah. But be on it. Yeah. Yeah. Have one. And then, yeah, just allow that mentality to, to, to trickle through the remainder of your, your, your cycling life, have your shit together, show up to rides on time. Um, you know, be ready to go. I like that we're on the same page. <laughs> Cut from the same cloth. My rule number two. A cyclist cannot complain, whine, or bitch about their gear while on a ride. Subclause, Indian, not the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm interpreting correctly, like blaming... Anything. Anything for poor performance on the bike. Or, or bitching like, man, I need to go to one buy. Or, man, I need to get a dropper. Or, man, and like if you are bitching about your gear while on the ride, A, you're not on the ride. Yeah. You are just a whiny, bitchy little dude that happens to be in this group because you're not locked into the fact that like, oh, I am riding a bike. Like, yeah. you're not at work. You're not listening to your wife tell a story about some argument she had with her girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Like, you are literally, <laughs> like, you're you're on a bike ride. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, enjoy the bike ride. Right? Like, you also, cannot complain, whine, or bitch. Also, see rule five. See rule five. Harden <laughs> the fuck up. Indian, not the arrow. And we've all wanted to do it before. You had a squeaky pulley wheel and a derailleur. Yeah. You got a rub and break. Like, yeah, I get it. Um, but my uncle who's taught me so much about biking. We've talked so much about him. He always says, race what you brung. Yeah. Like, you have what you have. Yeah. Right. Embrace be, it or yeah. get something different. Turn around. <laughs> like Quit yeah. if you want to quit. Yeah. But listen, don't complain whiner bitch when we're on a ride because I'm out here riding to not be around complaining whining bitches. Yeah. Dude, I love it. That's a good one. Dude. Well, <laughs> did you do a third? I didn't do a third. What? I, uh, I thought I was going to light enough, uh, enough fires with the don't golf one. 
So my third is related to my two, which is related to your two. Okay. Rule number three. A rider must be dropped for a mechanical if said mechanical existed with knowledge on a previous ride. Yeah. Personal responsibility. Yeah, if you knew your shit was messed up and you still went out to try to limp it, uh, I'll again, see, see Harley's rule too. I'll sit in the car and wait for you to walk. Andy, I'm talking to you. When, <laughs> like if, <laughs> if your shit's fucked up and you know it is, and we're on another ride and it's the same thing that's messed up and yeah. it's slowing me down or and you stopping had time. me. And you, and you had like, time. You have, I love you, dude, but you got disposable income and time to go get that <laughs> shit fixed. Right. And so the same problem. So now I will stop if I have to sit on the side of a trail and dig your chain from like behind the cassette in the spokes and we got to work together. Like I will do that with you. We'll rebuild the chain. We'll do whatever we need to do. But if you knew about it beforehand and now I'm like greasy fingered, low heart rate, stuck like Chuck on the side of the trail. Food's messed up. Food's me- like the, it's not a training ride anymore. Yeah. Right. I'm out on you. I'm going to drop your ass. Yeah. You're gone. Yep. A rider must be dropped from mechanical if said mechanical existed with knowledge on a previous ride. Yep, I'm on board. So, <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what we really talked about is cycling is a very individual sport, but we've built a culture around it. Well, so oftentimes you're doing this individual thing with, with a lot people. of people. Yeah. And many people don't realize that your own inattentiveness or your own behaviors affect that group dynamic. And if you're affecting it in a negative way, well, I just fucking might as well go back to doing a time trial by myself. Yeah. You yeah, know, I agree. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very social individual sport. Exactly. <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, well, I think that's going to bring us, you know, again, we're, we're hair on fire. Both of us have to get back to work. <laughs> um, but, uh, that was a really fun one to kind of kick off season two. Um, we, uh, this week just officially started sending out, um, our sponsor request pack. So hopefully in the coming weeks and months, we'll have some updates on who's supporting the podcast and what that's all going to look like as well as, um, 2020 plans for the two of us. Right. Uh, we, we've already outlined our, our individual goals as far as on bike stuff. Um, so yeah, that's it. In the meantime, guys, if you want to help us move that along, Please jump on, shoot us a review on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, pop us on Facebook. Ratings, big help. You know, if you're really enjoying it, that five star rating super duper helps move us up and get us more exposure. Um, a few kind words are always nice to read, but the five star rating is really what, what helps. And if we're not doing good, tell us why we're not doing good. Tell us what you want to see. Yep. Or you here. Guys, <laughs> you guys can also contact us at norideround.com, shoot us a message. But uh, we're excited to be back for 2020. Season two is going to be awesome. And uh, we've got a lot of exciting things to talk to you guys about in the next few episodes. Hell yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't we not die. So get the fuck out. Don't we not die. So get the fuck out. Don't we not die. So get the fuck out.